Welcome to Selling Tech Insights, the go-to podcast for B2B tech sales. I'm your host, Liam Alcantara. Whether you're aiming to break into tech, advance your tech sales career, or grow your tech business, this podcast is for you. Join us as we dive into the art and science of tech sales. So, if you don't want to miss the chance to transform your life, career, or business, tune in and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful time to be alive. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and tech sales as a field is growing, advancing, and it's just getting more fun and fun to play this game. So I'm super excited for the future and as well as the present. Speaking of the present, today, when I was going through some of the main ideas I I possibly wanted to cover today, there was a few topics that I, I was debating Uh, Should I do this one? Should I do this one? Should I cover this instead? And this specific topic kept crawling up. And it's with a specific reason because it's something, a theme that has been very powerful lately for me. And I thought it would possibly be a powerful paradigm shift for yourself as well. And that is this. You saw it in the title. Stop selling Start solving. Now, why this main idea? There's this a couple of reasons why. Allow me to take you through, through a little bit of a story here. So, currently, I'm an account executive for a tech company. And we have about a, uh, a week and a half left in the fiscal year. Today is January 21st. Fiscal ends the 31st. Okay? So, I have about 10 days left. And obviously... Ending the year strong is super important. The other thing is that I may not have these accounts next fiscal year. So it's either close now or say goodbye forever and ever. Okay. So part of me is thinking, okay, so I have these deals in my pipeline. They're working well. They're moving forward. But I do have 10 days left. We got, we have to speed things up. We have to get things done now or never. So I'm thinking of ways of progressing these deals, driving urgency, driving scarcity in the ways I can, scheduling next steps as frequently as possible, high intensity. If we could book two two meetings in two days back to back, I'm trying to shorten the sales cycle as much as possible. I'm putting together the mutual plans. And I'm brainstorming of all these ways that I can bring these deals to closure as fast as possible. But in the midst of me exploring all these methods and ways and driving scarcity and building authority and building solutions with my solutions engineer as fast as possible and all these fundamental things that we, that we talk about, I forgot the most important part of sales. And that is essentially our main task as sales professionals is to problem solve. Our buyer has a problem. We need to be able to identify what that problem is. That's where deep discovery comes in. The foundation of of an amazing sales cycle is amazing discovery or diagnosis. You can call it whichever you want. Once we have established what the problems are, 
then the rest of the sales cycle, yes, we have to maybe do technical discovery. Yeah, we might have to bring our solutions engineer. Yes, we might have to put a, a, a tailored demo, answer questions, achieve consen consensus within the, 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 the buyers. Yeah, all the fundamentals. Yeah, that's great. But fundamentally, what's happening here? Fundamentally, we are problem solving. So if you are working on deals, if you are working on opportunities in your pipeline that they're maybe getting a little bit stuck, maybe the sales cycle is expanding and you wanted to bring it to a closure, you wanted to bring it to a closure as fast as possible because time kills deals, we know that. And we may be thinking about all these creative ways of accelerating the process, but fundamentally, the main mindset here has to be problem solving. There's so much amazing information about sales, tech sales, uh, incredible techniques, processes, systems, this trigger, that trigger. And sometimes we can make the process so convoluted, so overcomplicated when we just have to kiss. We have to keep it super simple. Obviously, we have to abide by the fundamentals. But we don't have to make things more complicated than they have to be. So sometimes if you're a little bit lost with a deal, if you don't know what to do, if, you, if you're a little bit confused, maybe the pressure's building up, you have 10 days left to a quarter or maybe to the end of year, and you want to bring deals to a closure fast and effectively, I challenge you, try that this week. Just think, how can I solve my buyer's problems as effectively as possible with our solutions as fast as possible? So instead of thinking about how can I sell this as fast as possible, how can I get the signature, how can I push these products, and it's push, 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 force, 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 force. When we think about power versus force, this is power versus force. On one side, you have force, you just yourself trying to push this deal across the line, force, and on the other hand, you have power, problem solving, as fast as and, and as effectively as possible, and then allowing the deal to naturally come to a close. Obviously, you still do the fundamentals. You ask for the order. You answer any objections at the end. You know, the, the typical traditional processes that we follow. But if we just focused on problem solving effectively, a lot of those processes occur naturally. And instead of chasing deals and pushing deals across the line, you'll see that deals just come to you a little bit more effortlessly. Like, look, now look, I'm not selling you a dream here. Things are hard. Sometimes you can problem solve perfectly and still deals don't get done. I'm not saying that magically life is going to be all rainbows and butterflies. That's not the truth, right? But I will say that you will notice that things just flow a little better. Deals just flow a little bit more naturally. And your job becomes a little bit more enjoyable. Your business becomes a bit more <laughs> enjoyable. Instead of a grind, it becomes more joyful. If it's more joyful, it's more sustainable. You'll do more of it. You'll be more successful. Now, how can we problem solve practically? We understand the overall idea that problem solving helps with closing deals better, faster, shorter sales cycle. And we are able to also deliver more value. But how do we problem solve? Let's, let's go away from sales for a second and let's just look at problem solving as a whole. Problem solving 
obviously can be more complex, but typically if we break it down, break it down into four fundamental pillars of problem solving, number one in problem solving, we have to first understand the problem. This means clearly defining what the problem is. You identify the main issue, gather relevant information, and understand the context of the problem. It's like knowing what's broken before trying to fix it. Step number two is planning a solution, right? Here you brainstorm different approaches or methods to solve that problem. This could involve breaking down the problem into smaller parts, setting goals, and prioritizing what needs to be addressed first. Then obviously, the mother of all problem solving, execution. Executing the plan, this is where you put your plan into action. It involves following the steps you've outlined, adjusting as needed, and staying focused on the main objective of bringing this pain or problem to a close, a solution. Then after, afterwards, we have the feedback portion. After solving that problem, we take a, take a step back. What happened well during this process? What can improve and what can be a little bit better next time? When we bring this framework into sales, it's parallel. That's why I say the sales is problem solving because the sales process and the problem solving process is exactly the same. If we bring this analogy or if we bring this framework into sales, understanding the problem, like we talked about earlier, that's the discovery piece or diagnosis. Planning a solution, step two, is when you've gathered all your insights, all the pieces of information that you needed to know in order to effectively solve this problem, then you put a solution together. And look, there's maybe different different problems that are going to arise in the tech sales process. Maybe some of your problems are going to be solution-oriented in terms of your technology. As an example, maybe part of your solution or the problem is that your customer is having trouble with integrations right now across different pieces of technology and they need to bring it together. Whatever your solution is, whatever your, your product does, that's a part of it. So I would categorize that as a technical problem within the tech sales cycle. We are working with technology, but then you may have sales specific problems like there's poor alignment internally. Maybe you had a champion, but maybe you, you didn't do such a good job of preparing him with a solid business case when he goes up to the decision makers. And maybe he attempted to champion for you, but you didn't prepare him properly, perhaps with a mutual plan and a strong business case. So when he went up to the decision makers, things fell through. They shut it down. And now you you need to start rebuilding from scratch. Maybe that could be a problem. So in the tech sales cycle, we're going to have technical problems, which is based on our, our solution. A problem could be like integrations or there's different problems, whatever business problem your solution is solving. Typically, you do that with your solutions engineer. So those are the technical problems that we're trying to solve in tech sales. But then there's the business problems that we have to tackle as well, like budget, like aligning a champion property, educating him properly with a good mutual plan. Maybe the timeline is not aligned properly. These are the two types of problems that we have to solve. But continuing with our framework, step three would be once we created a solution to our problems, which could be technical or could be business problems, we have to execute the plan. Plan the work and work the plan, right? So this could look like scheduling the next demo to go over the solution, technical solution for 
uh, the buyer, handling any objections that they may have towards the end. Or it could be a business problem, more in terms of budget. Maybe your pricing is a little bit too high for the customer, so then you have to get into negotiations in order to find the win-win. But whatever it is, whether your problem is technical or business, creating a plan to solve that, that problem, executing it, following through, and bringing a solution to that problem, which brings us to the last step, which is feedback, being able to look at, okay, we did this demo. This piece of the demo was excellent. It really resonated with them. Right when we touched on this specific part of the demonstration, they started asking questions regarding that specific feature, which is a buying signal. So we tackled it, we answered their questions, and that went really well. Something that could have have improved is that we didn't do too well of a job managing proper expectations at the front of the demo. They thought that we were going to see a demo for two solutions and we really only had one solution demo available today. We could have done a little bit of a better job setting up front expectations. And then lastly, maybe we did an amazing job negotiating the pricing and we were able to come to a win-win scenario for both parties. Feedback is huge. That's how you grow. That's how you get great long-term. Not only going through the process, but when the process has finished, looking at the results, examining that, digesting that, and using that to make your input better next time. Now, if you follow this general framework and this general mindset approach, we're just, we're just cooking up some ideas, right? We're just brainstorming here. But if you use this mindset and overall approach, you'll notice something interesting starts to happen. Like we said earlier, deals start coming to you more. Because when you really try to problem solve for, for, for the buyer, the buyer stops seeing you just as a salesperson trying to get a deal done, and they start to see you as an ally. They start to see you as a partner. They start to see you as somebody they can trust. Because ever since you met them, all you've been trying to do is solve their problems. That builds a lot of trust. If you ultimately want to become the legendary quote-unquote status of the trusted advisor, become a problem solver. Stop selling. Start solving. Because ultimately, at its core, selling is problem solving. Not only are you going to ease how deals get done when it comes to closing them, but your job, your business is going to become more enjoyable. Because you're not pushing all the time. You're not pushing and grinding all the time. Yeah, look, there's times to, to push and grind. But it's hard to build a, a sustainable career of 10, 15 years in tech sales. It's hard to build a sustainable a business by just pushing and grinding for 10, 15 years. That's not sustainable. Ultimately, you have to have processes and systems where things are working more efficiently, where deals are getting done more effortlessly. Hustle, hustle push, and grind is great, but it's not sustainable over 15, 20 years in a business or a career. It's just not. I'm sorry. There's times for hustling. There's times for pushing. There's times for getting things done. But eventually, you want to become more strategic, more technical, more systematic. And that's exactly what problem solving is about. So I hope that helps you. Don't believe me. Give it a try for yourself and tell me your results, how it works out for you, what you notice, what you think is great, what you think is baloney. Give me some feedback. And if you found this helpful today, Feel free to 
Follow us on our on all podcast platforms at this point, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, feel free to follow us. Comment, like, subscribe. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me at liamal at sellingtech.com. That's liamal at sellingtek.com. And give me your feedback. Did you try this? Did it work out for you? Did you notice any difference? Or maybe you tried it and you noticed no difference. That's fine. Let me know. I would love to hear back from you. And as always, see you next time. Stop selling. Start solving. Take care.